welcome to Kings of Anglia 2 live this time from my bedroom. Yes, uh, when we first did Kings of Anglia live, of course, massive success that was and the popularity of the podcast, I naturally assumed that when we did KO Live 2, probably be in an arena or a stadium. Never did I think I'd be in my middle bedroom, but such is life and location isn't important. The company is, and it's fantastic to have you all with us, the KOA Army. Uh, and of course, most importantly, the three wise men, well, two wise men and Ross, um, the, the important men, the panellists, the wit, the prospect and the mind. I'm going to come to you first, Ross. Roscoe, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. It's, it's good to be here. Got good. my Jaffa cakes. I yeah. Just, I just found out they're, they're uh, pro partners of Team GB. So if athletes eat them and all that, then yeah. Good enough for you. Just talk us through the setup. What we, what you're wearing? Where are you in the house? So nice. The uh, 91, 92 season promotion shirt. Bit of retro for you. Um, currently in my living room. So I've banished my girlfriend to the bedroom. So yeah, this is my sofa that I'm chilling on. So nice. Enjoy. enjoy. Good to have you on board. Obviously, Ross will be presenting a live strike later on. That's something to look forward to. Um, next up, the doctor, Stuart Watson, with a lovely pastel wall behind him. Stewie, how are you? I'm good, my friend. Very good. Outstanding. Just talking through your setup then. So you're obviously, you've turned up very smartly, which I appreciate tonight. Um, where's the family? What are you doing? Uh, I also have uh, taken charge of the front room yep. today. Um yeah, bedtime routine is uh, taking place upstairs, so hopefully that won't spill into uh, proceedings tonight. We shall see. There's a definite danger of little person or dog intrusion. But hey, it's live TV, so let's see what happens. And the final member of the panellist, the man I like to call Hutch Hogan, the man with beautiful eyelashes and calves like boulders, Andy Warren. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. My calves, my calves have actually got quite a bit bigger since we last saw each other. Car phrases. Just a lot of cycling. Nice. And uh, just just dot the I's and cross the T's. Actually, whereabouts are you in the house? I'm in our bedroom because I'm I'm not in my office, which was the spare bedroom because that's next door to my daughter's bedroom, which is where the bedtime routine is happening. So that's how rock and roll we are, um, fitting in podcasts around crying children who refuse to go to bed. And if she comes, so there'll be trouble if she comes in here because she should be going to sleep. She's I want to sit. I want to see stern father Hutchie. That would be tremendous. Can I also just check as well? I assume that the, the polka dot dressing gown on the door behind you is yours. Uh, yeah, that's, they're stars, actually. But, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. yeah, I am just going to experiment with something in a minute because I've got the curtains closed and the lights on because the sun was shining in my eyes. I'm sitting in front of the window. But I, think, oh. I, think I, can, I think I can light myself a bit. A bit you can indeed. There we go. We'll jerk, we'll jerk in. Bit of frontal lighting always helps. Nah, I'm a man of, I'm a man of <laughs> Boys, it's tremendous to have you all with us, and obviously it's tremendous to have everyone else uh, watching at home with us. Just a few points before we get going on how this is all going to work. So, although you can see us, you lucky people, we can't see you. So the only way we can see what you're doing is by interacting through the chat bar, and it'll pop up on the side. I already see Nigel Gooding, friend of the show, and Big John Watson here of the three-litre bladder. has got involved. <laughs> Nigel says, nice shirt, Ross. And John says, evening, gents. Evening to both of you. Fantastic to have you, have you with us. So basically, the way this is going to work, this is essentially our big ITSC season preview show, and you're all going to be able to be part of it. It's the same show on which I famously predicted Aaron Dryden to be the surprise package of the season a couple of years ago, shortly after he'd signed on loan for Sutton. 
Um, so, you know, my record's not great. But it, hopefully all of you tonight know a lot more than I do. So uh, that's basically the way it's going to work. We're going to work our way through little categories. Um, I'm going to get as many people involved as possible. We'll talk to you. We'll have a drink. Hopefully there's a few of you drinking. It's just me on the panel as far as I can see. I've got a Peroni on the go. Other beers are available. Um, so, yeah, just have a What have you got there, Stu? Um, this is um, Brewdog Elvis Juice. Nice. That's, that's far more artisan than my predictably uh, boring Peroni, shall we say. Right then, boys. I think all the, the, all the, all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed, so let's pr um, start proceedings. And I think with it being a news podcast, of course, I think we have to start with some news. Um, and obviously, Town played last night, uh, and they, they lost to a bunch of 18-year-olds uh, from Arsenal, um, which isn't the best result on the face of it. So um, I just want to talk a little bit about that. I want to talk about Caden Jackson as well, and then we'll get into the, the pre-season preview, the meat of it. Um, boys, where should we start? Arsenal last night. Stuart Watson, you're on my screen. I want to know, should we be concerned? Um, it's not exactly top of the priority list, this competition. I don't think there'll be too many tears shed if Ipswich don't make it past the group stage in this season of all seasons. Um, it was a disappointment, the result, and the fact that they couldn't back up the Bristol Rovers game. Um, the Arsenal team, as you say, was an average age of 18. No senior experience in that team at all. Lambert made, in the end, what turned out to be three changes to the team from Saturday with, with Toto going off in the warm-up. So that team should have comfortably had enough to win the game. Um, they took the lead and, and they still managed to lose. So there's no getting away from the fact it was a disappointment. But I wouldn't worry too much. I think... For me, that was an Arsenal team. You saw the way they celebrated at the end, that that was one of the biggest games, if not the biggest game of their collective careers so far. They were bang up for it. They would have been riding on a wave of adrenaline for Ipswich. They'd probably used up a bit of that adrenaline boost against Bristol Rovers at the weekend. They've already got half a, half an eye on, on Wigan um, coming up this Sunday. I'm not, not too too concerned about it, I have to say. Okay, Hutchie, how about you? You were there as well. On the face of it, a strong Ipswich Town team got their ass handed to them by a, an 18-year-old Arsenal team, but obviously it is only the, uh, the not-for-long trophy. I know you're a big fan of it, so I don't want to denigrate it too much, but what's your takeaway from last night? I really like, I really like it as a competition. <clears throat> I do. Um, it's not a great look, is it? The, uh, the team that could well be beginning the League One season for Ipswich in just a few days beaten by... A load of kids. It's not. It's it's not a great look, but again, it's not something to get too overexcited about. Because give it three, give it three days, and it's a completely irrelevant game. It's just mm. another step. It's just another step on the road to um, another step on the road to the, the proper competitive stuff, which is League One. They've got to get out of League One. Um, you got to learn your lessons from from that game. Take chances. They need to take their chances better. Um, mm. There are some individuals that could have done more as well, but let's let's not go too mad about it. It isn't a very good look at all, though. It's uh, it, for a club that's had 15 years of kind of tumbling and low points and things. Being beaten by a youth team is is another just another thing that people uh, it's not gonna, it's not going to do the mood any good, but it's also not going to ruin the season either. 
Indeed. Roscoe, were you were you bothered? Have you got a bothered face on after last night? Not really. No. I didn't didn't watch it, didn't really cover it, cover it, didn't really follow it either. So I just, you know. But I, to be fair, I do enjoy couldn't, them. Couldn't be bothered. Yeah, it <laughs> turn up, did turn yeah. up, wasn't there. But um well I enjoy it like last season I enjoyed it because you saw a lot of youngsters come, you know, come through, you know, you had that 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 fifteen, sixteen year old kid who we've never heard of randomly play against Colchester. But we actually played a strong team, didn't we? So you're wondering, like, ooh, they can't even beat 18-year-olds at Arsenal. But, you know, it's, it is what it is. You know, on to Wigan. That's what I'm looking forward to most. On to the next one. We go again, etc. Um, I should also just mention, before we go to our first uh, viewer of the evening, which is going to be David Fleischer, there is a, a member of the shadowy Archant Figures with us tonight, which we often ooh. reference on the podcast. Matt ooh. Withers. Matt Withers is indeed with us and he's pulling the strings behind the scenes and he's the guy who's going to be unmuting and muting your microphones. But because there's so many of you watching, which is tremendous, it's going to take him a little bit of time just to get to each one. Um, so if that happens, uh, just bear with us. I'll just look at a couple of the comments. The pin is with us, boys. Friend of the show. Says, lovely to see you all. Much better than those characters at Blue Monday. Oh, chances at Blue Monday. Um, no, no comment on that. John Collis, who did uh, Rossi's My ITSC Story. Not too bothered about the result, if I'm honest. Currently got too many games in the schedule with the EFL Trophy and League Cup. So let's cut these games out and worry about what's important. Right then, David, are you with us? I am indeed. Superb. Excellent to have you with us, my friend. What did you make of last night? How bothered were you about the defeat to Arsenal's children? Um, I'm, I'm always bothered about any defeat, wherever it comes. Um, <laughs> So at the end of it, I was ranting around my living room and being told by my wife to calm down um, because there was another game on Sunday, so I should just sort of settle down, have a cigarette and just chill. But <laughs> overall, no, in the first half, uh, we, we, we were decent. Second half, we weren't. Um, it concerns me that with Bishop dropped deep in the first half and once he went off, we didn't have very much pace through midfield. We saw it in pre-season, and once you had Hughes, Nolan, and Dazelle, who was excellent, mm. you had very little variation from the centre midfield. And when mm. Joe, who hasn't got the pace to get past someone on the wing, it just looked a bit stodgy. It reminded me of bits of last season where we were hoping for stuff rather than um, had the ability to be able to make something different happen. Um, positives. Um, I thought that Ndaba was, out, was outstanding. I was really mm -hmm. impressed with him. Yeah. Uh, L really picked up the pace, and I think that having a run in the side is going to do him no end of good. It annoyed me last season when Lambert said, well, he needs to grab his chance, and he'd been sitting on the bench for two months or something without mm -hmm. him. So there, there are positives in there. Drinan, I thought, was good again. The boy joining, uh, fantastic, yeah. Drinan, yeah. Um, and, but Norwood... I know one of you said that he, he, he ran, what was it earlier on you said on the, on the thing? He said um, he ran and ran. I can't remember what the phrase ran, was. I think, I think Stu said ran around like a madman. That's the one, yes. I thought he was more headless chicken. Um, he didn't seem to have a plan to it. He, he was just so enthusiastic to get on the pitch, he would just run anywhere. And that, yeah. that I, I, I would like to see him have a little bit more focus. Yeah, I'd agree with all of that, David. And on the Norwood point, I was probably that was probably a kind way of saying <laughs> what you've just said. To be honest, in in writing, um, 
he looked like someone that was just desperate to get himself going again after so long yeah. out at, at Cambridge, which uh, I know is the game that, that you guys didn't get to see, but he was exactly like that at Cambridge as well, wasn't he? And he just looked, um, mm. I think I said, I couldn't tell whether it was frustration or a bit of fire in the belly, but he was swearing at himself, swearing at the referee, just just generally looking a bit, I couldn't tell whether he was just sort of fed up or, or fired up, but um, I'm hoping it's... Uh, I'm hoping it's the latter with, with James because um, if they can get him going and scoring goals, then that's a very big part of it. But the, the point you make about the midfield looking a bit stodgy and one-paced, I think, is is a really important one. It's a team that's probably lacked pace. And I think without without Bishop being someone who can go past a man and um, break the lines, then Freddie Sears, I, I think he's a clever player, but I'm not sure at this stage of his career you, you, you back him to take someone on and beat his man every time. No. Alan Judge the same on the other side. Um, Emma Hughes is probably capable of doing that. He's, he can provide a bit of forward thrust, but especially with Kane Vincent Young sort of injured at right back as well, that that is probably a deficiency in the team. People who can, and, and I think that's part of what caused the problem last night is that against um, Bristol Rovers, we were able to get Chambers and that forward. And Ward is a step up from Kenlock because Kenlock was sloppy in places last night. But they were able to push forward and we got behind their fullbacks. Last night against Pace, Chambers couldn't get forward in the same way. Judge against an 18-year-old isn't really a, a fair fight, is it, when it, com when it comes to a, a run? Um, and then you had the blocks and things like that. And I, I, I think that it's a... I don't think you'll see the same thing against Wigan. That's part of the reason I'm not so bothered. I, I don't think the Wigan have, will have that sense of pace that the Arsenal would have got. Um, I've just noticed, David, you, you said something about I'm, I'm pronouncing your name wrong. Am I? What, I, I, what is it? Is it? Everybody always does. It's Flisher. Flish, sorry, I, I apologise profusely. David Fisher <laughs> going forward. Okay, so like Fisher, not 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 Fleischer, yes. as I was saying it. So Fisher, yeah. superb. It's superb to have you with us, David. Um, we'll move on now, and hopefully we'll get you involved later on as well. I want to speak to as many people as possible. And I want to move on, Hutchie, from the Arsenal game, because in the grand scheme of things, I think we all agreed it doesn't really matter. The real business starts on Sunday. What could matter, though, is that Ipswich Town, one of their, their star men from last season, Caden Jackson, there's more interest in, in him as well, as has been reported, um, you're very much a, a Caden Jackson man. What, what's the latest? Because obviously yesterday it was reported that Bournemouth had bid, Town had rejected a bid for him, um, differing uh, amounts on the, on the bid, one million from the, the Sky Sports News presenter and two million from our old friend Pete O'Rourke. Um, what, what, what's your take on the Caden Jackson situation? <clears throat> this, one, this one's a bit, this one's confused me. It's, things are getting a little bit, a little bit messy. Not not in terms of relationships or anything like that, but in terms of how things are are happening. Um, there has been interest in Caden, but I've not been able to stand up whether or not these bids have happened or or been rejected. I've got no reason to believe that some reputable journalists are are making it up. But no, normally, normally in this scenario, it's pretty easy to to stand these up. There's a, there's a fair amount of talking going on in the background with, with Caden between him and a number of people who are, who are representing him. And, it, and it's all, it's all a little bit, all a bit, a little bit unusual. Um, 
yeah, I don't really know what to say about it, to be honest, because it, it, it does just feel a little bit, a little bit strange. Let me just interject then while you're, you're wondering what to say about things. I'd like to speak to someone who thinks that town should sell Caden Jackson and someone who thinks that town shouldn't sell Caden Jackson so we can get both sides of the ball. But Hutchie, when we talked about this yesterday, we, you said if the bid is two million, that's something that town should think about quite strongly. Yeah, and I'm led to believe that, that that figure would make them consider it incredibly strongly. Um, it's a profit. If, if we're talking two million here, this is where there's some confusion as well. If, if it's at the two million end of things, that, that's a profit on what they paid for him two years ago, which in, in the market as it is currently, and given that he was bought by a championship club two years ago, to be sold for a profit as a, as a League One player, having had one decent season in league one mm. that's that's an offer I, I think they should be seriously considering accepting i can i also think they they shouldn't necessarily be accepting bournemouth's first offer even if it is at that level and snapping handoff territory because mm. as we know we know bournemouth have have got money to reinvest having sold uh wilson up up to newcastle so um i think i think for two million you have to be considering considering that level of of fee for Jackson and a move to Bournemouth who you've got to think are going to be challenging to go back to the Premier League. That's a, that's a no brain move for Caden Jackson that he would want to make that move. But, but like I say, there's something here that doesn't quite add up. Um, I don't want to be an awful tease, but there's, <laughs> there's some, there's some details I can't really, can't really go into. But oh, you're among um, friends. You're among friends, Hutchie. We won't tell anyone. Uh, okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, there's yeah, it, it doesn't quite add up to me. But you you never know. We'll watch this space. I'm just looking at the, some of the uh, the comments coming in. Mark Wakeley says Bournemouth can afford more than two million. Surely Jack Ray says sell KJ for anything over two million simply does not fit our system. Nigel Gooding, friend of the show, says if the bid is right, I know you've got your fish with you tonight, Nigel, we should sell Jackson. <laughs> if, he, if he goes, do we reinvest in a striker again? Liam Young, I'm on the fence. Liam from Crew, money is good, but the salary cap muddies the water. I'm hoping we can speak to John Collis in a minute, but before he comes on board, Roscoe, I want to ask you about Caden Jackson. The bid, the bid we, know, we know Kings of Anglia, we know how negotiations work. The people come in, they put their balls on the table in the Portman Road uh, boardroom and they put their money alongside their testicles and they say are you going to take that deal so if Bournemouth have come in and they've stuck two million on the table along with uh, the manager's testicles what are you saying are you saying I'm selling Caden Jackson yeah why not see you later KJ why not yeah why not <laughs> <laughs> just yeah but just talk us through that 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 mentality you're saying what it's just good money and, and he doesn't uh, fit the system or I'm not going to copy somebody's um, answer, but I'm looking in the chat and yeah, he doesn't really fit the system. So <laughs> um, I do like Caden. I think last season he was a surprise for everybody. You know, the goals he scored, um, he's, he's quick um, and he's a good character, but 2 million, like how much did he sign for us for? Was it 1.7, 1. 1. 1. was it? Yeah, 1.7. Profit, yeah. profit lads, <clears throat> profit, League One club. You know, and like if a championship club's going to come in for Caden one year left on his contract, I have a feeling, yeah, he's probably wanting to go. Two million, mm. maybe maybe a stretch 2.5, let's try to get a little bit more money, but yeah. Well, this, okay. this, is, the, this is the other side of it, the contract side of things. He's, he's rejected a number of contracts 
from Ipswich over the last six months. They're still hopeful of talking to him about it, but that's not getting any. It's not getting any any closer to being done. I gather so. Um, Andy's probably Andy's closer be. to this one than than I am, so I can probably talk a little bit more freely about it. But the fact that he's got a year left on his contract and those negotiations have stalled sometimes suggests that. Um, these sort of stories tend to appear when there's contract negotiations going on. So there might be a little bit of mm. gamesmanship at, at play here. I'm not suggesting that there won't be people interested in him. I'd be amazed if the sort of figures being mentioned, one, two million pounds for a player in the final year of his contract would get that high. For me, that would be incredibly good money um, for him because he doesn't fit the system. Paul mm. Lambert has made it patently clear that 4-3-3 is the way they're going this season and he is going to stick to it this time around. Um, Caden can't play as a lone striker. We saw that in the championship. Um, Paul, whether you agree with this or not, has made it clear that he won't play in wide, doesn't think he's suited to that or it's fair. he doesn't think it's fair to ask people to, to play wide when that, that that's not their role. So... I don't know where that leaves Caden mm. Jackson when you've got Norwood and Hawkins as, um, and Drynan now on, on the blind side sort of competing for that, that focal point role. The only thing is to go back to what we were chatting with, with David about earlier was, was the, perhaps the lack of pace in, in the team. And he gives you that different option for different opposition at times. Mm. But to turn down big money for a player in the last year of his contract, essentially to keep as a super sub option... That that would seem a little a little bit silly. <clears throat> okay. What, what, what do you? Sorry, can can I can I carry on talking? Or, do, or yeah, do I'm just aware, I'm, a, I'm aware that John is waiting to have his say. So uh, if you keep it short, actually. Very wide forward. <clears throat> I'd, I'm 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 really surprised we haven't seen. I'd like to have seen him try it as a wide forward. But if you look at the other options that Ipswich have in that position, they they play Judge there. Maybe they should. Maybe they shouldn't be playing him there. They've got Jack Lancaster who can play there. They've got Freddie Sears who can play in that role. So all three of those players are, with the greatest respect, much more have much greater levels of of control and football intelligence maybe than than Caden. I'd love to see him try and use their pace in that role, but I do I do kind of see what Paul is saying in that if you if you put him in that wide forward role, you can't necessarily see him doing what Freddie Sears has done there so effectively. And Caden's best work in the middle is kind of using his pace to drag people out of out of position, which you can't necessarily do from wide. So I can see why they I can see why they wouldn't use him there, but I would also quite like to have um I'd like to have seen them try. Looking at the views of the KOA army just on the on the chat Pretty much everyone is saying sell. So, John Collis, you are certainly a member of the KOA Army. What are you saying? Sell or keep Caden Jackson? Again, I think it depends on the system that is going to be used moving forwards. Um, <clears> I would personally like to see him played in a in a wide role, a wide forward role. Um, I like him, to be honest. I think he's I think he's okay. Mm. Um, but again, obviously, we don't know what's actually happening behind the scenes. Are they not? Is he looking to move? not sign that new deal. How much is he worth, do you reckon? I mean, I think we'd be lucky if we got the, the money that we paid for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, if we are getting a, a bit of two million, then maybe we should be snapping these teams' hands off. Because, like I say, he's only had the one good season in League One. Um, and again, obviously, he'd be making that step up if he does go to Bournemouth. Um, and, and will he do well in that at the level? Obviously, we don't know. Mm. Um, 
So, I mean, yeah, I suppose if we are going to make a profit from it, then, yeah, maybe we should get rid if that means we can maybe keep downs. <laughs> I don't know. But um, I'd rather sell Jackson than, and keep downs. Um, yeah. If it's a case of making money from someone, then I'd know I'd rather keep, probably. Mm. Um, so we'll it's a difficult one. We'd obviously get on to downs in, in the main body of the show. Um, but So, all, all things being equal, you'd say probably sell? Reluctantly, probably, yeah. Okay. Just talking through your setup, John. Where are you? What are you drinking? What's going on? Um, I am currently in my office slash spare bedroom. Um, same as me, yeah, nice. No. Yeah, used to be my little one's bedroom, but we moved them, moved the two girls into the same room. So right. I could have an office. Um, yeah. And I've got a pint of San Miguel. So, um, nice. And I'm, live, and I'm live, live in the dream. Cheers. Yeah, exactly. And I'm currently starring, unfortunately, the same shirt as what Ross is. Oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Having Ross. purchased it with my vouchers that I got today. So, um, <laughs> Ross is a style icon. It's great to speak to you, John. We're going to, we're going to move on, but hopefully get back in touch with you later on. Right then, boys. I want to move on now. I was expecting people to say, at least one person to say, don't sell Jackson, but it seems like everyone says pretty much sell him, if that's the money. So that's interesting. Right then. Hey? Poor Caden. Well, you know, two million. Make a profit. Right then, this is now the start of the show, the meat of the show, the pre-season previews, predictions, all that good stuff. So we're basically going to talk about 10 categories. We're going to do the first five. Then there's going to be a live strike, calm yourselves. Uh, and then there'll be a little break, a half-time, five, ten minutes, just to allow you all to charge your glasses and, and probably me to go and weigh my latest wee. Um, and then we're going to come back on and have the final five, the big five. We'll talk about star player, leading scorer, and ultimately where town are going to finish this season. But let's get first up. First question, boys, and let's not fuck around. Will Paul Lambert still be Ipswich Town Manager at the end of the season? Stewie, I'm coming to you. Yes, you. What what an opening question to start with. Bear, bear in mind, I have to speak to the man uh, every few days, and there are. Give your opinion. You can still give your opinion. My, my my honestly, my mind changes on a virtually hour by hour basis at the moment. I there are times I have conversations with people behind the scenes that I think mm, this does not sound good in terms of this tough love approach that he's been taking with the squad um, since they've come back. I think it's fair to say that not everybody is, is completely happy with the manager behind the scenes at the moment. Is that necessarily a bad thing though? Did, did, did this squad need a bit of a kick up the backside for all we get fixated with Evans and Lambert and the being the kind of the, the main reasons behind where this club is at the players get away with with it a little bit when we get fixated on that because they've underperformed so um i have no idea which way that that is going to go it part of me thinks it could all blow up in his face mm. and if it happens it could all happen quite quickly um got reservations about the kind of evans lambert relationship at the moment the fact that um marcus is up the training ground quite a lot and is seemingly putting his opinion in on what I would describe as footballing decisions, holding individual meetings with players, talking about the style of play and the type of player that needs to be playing. That can go one or two ways as well. But then I watched them last week against Bristol Rovers and some of the football that they've played in pre-season and against Bristol Rovers has been really, really good. And if um, 
if they've learned from if he's learned from last season with the rotation and building an identity and they win mm. games then then it could still be a success so I, I honestly and I'm not just sitting on the fence here for the sake of it I, I really don't know which way this is going to go so the first question you're copping out completely is what you're doing yeah. Stu. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> you actually just just a peek behind the curtains time you spoke to Paul uh, earlier this week for a, a big interview for our pre-season kickoff supplement um, and you spoke to him about that that tough love stuff as well didn't you so just just give a little insight to to people watching and, and listening as to, to what his mood was like and, and, and what you kind of talked about on the tough love front? He's been fine since he's spoken to us. We've done one Zoom chat leading into the um, Bristol Rovers game and then it was a yeah phone phone chat with Paul, um, sort of one-on-one for, for our supplement that's going to come out on Friday. He seems fine to me. He seems... Uh, so a lot of the kind of stuff about the tough love has, has kind of been a lot of sort of rumoury stuff that's kind of been floating about in the ether of social media hasn't it so far mm. and bits and pieces that we've kind of fed out subtly into to our stories so yeah I've, I've kind of put that to him directly and he's he's confirmed it that yeah I have been pretty blunt and forthright with them since I've come back but they needed to hear that message they basically said oh, I wouldn't be me if I didn't come back with that sort of attitude, I need to be true to myself. There was no mm. point in me saying, welcome back, lads. Hope you've had a nice break. You know, forget about last season, we move on, he said, because that wouldn't be doing anyone any favours. So mm. um, without going into details about what's been said to who, he has confirmed everything we've been hearing and saying and that he's been getting stuck into a few of them behind the scenes. Good to hear. A little bit of the old honey badger perhaps coming out. We're going to speak to, to John Watson shortly, um, but I just want to take touch of your view before we get uh, Big John on and ask him about the actual size of his bladder. Um, Hutchie, what are you saying? So Stewie is completely copped out. Um, he's sitting right on the fence. Hutchie, will Paul Lambert still be Ipswich Town Manager at the end of this season? You're not going to like me because I, I can't get off the fence either. You, oh. you just don't know. You just don't, what, I don't know what you want. What, okay, I, I right, let, me, let me ask this then. How long has he got? If town don't start very well, how long has he got? They have to, they have to start well. Yeah. They have to start well. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to put a number of games on it, but they have to start well. The thing that's made me perhaps a little more confident that, that they are going to start well, aside from the Bristol Rovers game, is, is hearing that, that Paul is, is being himself. I, I think for for much of his time here, he's not quite been been true to himself in both in the way that he's maybe dealt with people, and mm. also also in a football sense too. And you have to be yourself. You, you can't have a guard up and this persona and and be a successful successful manager for a long spell. I don't I don't think you have to be yourself. I'm quite heartened to hear that that he is at least saying that he feels like he's being himself because you have to live and die by, by yourself. You have to, you have to go with what you believe and either be successful with it or not. And, mm. and, uh, and that has made, that has given me a bit of heart to think that actually, actually they, they might get this right. I like the humility that w- mm. whether, whether all of that humility has come from him or whether some of that humil- humility has kind of been, been poured on by, by Marcus saying that you need to, there's some, there's some things that need to change here. I like that, and for those for those reasons, I'm I'm feeling a lot more positive than than maybe I was. But I, I was off work last week, had a week off, and I, I was convinced there was a day, wasn't there, where he was gone by the end of the day, according to 
the world of uh, the world yeah. of social social media. Um, so uh, yeah, it's all all very strange. I don't know whether it's going to be a success or not, but they have to start. They have to start quickly. Okay, Big John, are you there? I am indeed, fellas. Leader of the Northern Battalion Cavalry Army. A pleasure to be in your company, my friend. Um, how tall are you, John? I'm not <laughs> reported six foot seven. I'm six foot one. But ah. my bladder is being trained as we speak to deliver <laughs> the high expectations. So at half time, just go and just go and weigh it, would you? What you excrete? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I'll take some photographic evidence of the, uh, of the of the pot, and then yeah. I'll let you know. Um, John, Paul Lambert, talk to me. What are you saying? It's a funny one because like any Ipswich Town manager, I've always tried to get behind the fella. Uh, I think he um, did really well when he first came in to get us all on side and the PR poll and all that kind of thing. But actually, I thought he did a really good job in actually engaging us. Yeah. Um, and I was one of the people who were being criticised for clapping the players even when we went down. Maybe that was, in hindsight, not a great thing to do, but... You know, I felt more connected to the team and to the squad and to the club at that point than I had done for two to three years prior to that. Mm. I think we underperformed last season and everybody knows that. I think we started well results-wise and in, at times played well, but mm. it just fell apart all too quickly. And I just don't think Nay Normal Paul helps himself enough because he... He does some strange things. And I know it's not a big deal that whether somebody gets a photograph or not or a squad number, mm. but it makes him look like an arse when he has to go back on it. Drynan's now got a number and Darby's now got a number because they, you know, they were playing the competition on Saturday. So he just looks like he doesn't know what he's doing and it gets people's back up. Mm. Back so I think first eight to ten games, vital, because if he, um, if he doesn't have a good start... The pressure, even though fans aren't going to be in the ground, I think the pressure is going to be really on him. So in some ways, that's a really good thing because if he is, if, if he is a hoodie badger and a fighter, yeah. and, you know, when he was talking to Evans last year, um, Steve Evans, that is, about being the, from the tough side of Glasgow, perhaps he needs to come out fighting and then we'll see a good performance from him and the squad. So mm. firing the belly is a good thing. Players being G'd up to either proven right or proven wrong could be a good thing. But if it... If it doesn't go right, it could go spectacularly, spectacularly wrong. I'm and gonna put I'm gonna put you on the on the on the uh, on the hot seat. Then what are you saying? Are you saying come end of May, will Paul Lambert still be Ipswich Town manager? Give us a, a yes or no. I'm gonna say no, but I would hope he was because yeah, if, if he is, that means we've had a great season. But mm. I just can't see it. I can't see it being consistent enough. And at, at, at some point, it's going to give. Mm. So, unfortunately, it'd be a no. I don't want to see any manager unsuccessful at Ipswich. I want to see them successful. But for me, I can't see him lasting the season. Because this season is huge for us. We need yeah. to get out of this division. Salary cap. The longer you stay in the division, the harder it is to get out. All the cliches and stuff. But, mm. my God, this season really matters. Super. Yeah. What I will say is <laughs> COVID may well have saved Paul Lambert's job. You know, the way the season was unravelling, they were, Paul's been saying, oh, you know, we were top in January and it and it fell apart from there. It had been falling apart since early November, hadn't it? I think 19 points from 21 games when it was, when it was called off. So I think 
by all accounts, Marcus was getting towards kind of having to think about a tough decision territory after that Coventry, was it the Fleetwood game was probably the, the, I think Marcus puts a lot of stock in the mood that he hears within Portman Road. That's a big indicator for him. And that night against Fleetwood was back to the, the bad old days of sarcastic cheers and all that sort of stuff going on, wasn't it? As Suter kind of headed away a string of long balls that, that night. So, mm. you know, now they can kind of go down the, the narrative of, well, we, we had eight games left, five at home. They're all winnable on paper. We might still have turned it round. But I look at it, the flip side of that, I think confidence was so bereft at that point that they might have even struggled against lesser sides in those last few games. And that really could have pushed it down that route. So we will never know how history would have panned out for Ipswich Town without COVID. But on the flip side of it, I, th- I think, again, it, it it might help Paul now with no no fans in the stadium because, OK, the Bristol Rovers games lifted the mood, but in general it was all quite, it seemed all quite gloomy going into the start of the season. And had there been fans inside the stadium, I don't think it would, would have taken much for people to turn. So mm. um, that that may help him as well. John, thanks very much for, for joining us. Are you you're a head teacher, aren't you? I'm right in saying. I am indeed. Yeah. Are you back at school? I am. Yeah. Went back. The kids actually came back yesterday. I've been in for the last couple of weeks, but yeah, kids came back yesterday. All good so far. Excellent. So, yeah, all going well. Good to hear. Thanks as ever for listening and also for leading that that Northern Battalion of the Carey Army. Much appreciated. I'm just off uh, to fill and um, weigh my piss. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we'll get an update on that. Just just whack it on the KRA Live hashtag if that's all right. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> thanks. So John there has, has, has put you both to shame, quite frankly, boys, and he's gone for he's gone for uh, for no. Um, he won't he won't still be manager. Roscoe, what are you going to say? Can I? Now it's my time to sort of speak. Can I put my light on? I've been waiting for this whole time to put a light on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting, I've got a bit, a bit dark yeah. now. You could have done. You could have done that while you weren't talking. But uh, I know, but I just felt. I felt like if I just disappear without saying anything, people go, "Where's he gone?" You like, are an un, you're an unusual human being. Yeah. you really are. So I've come to you, Ross, and you, you've walked off. Essentially, is what's happened there. Interesting. Um, Such a strange boy. <laughs> so, Ross, now, now you've got some some lighting. What are you saying? <laughs> yes or no, Paul Lambert? Yes. You're saying yes. Yeah, I, he's signed a five year deal. He's here for the next five years. Okay. I'm going to agree with you, actually, Ross. I think he will still be here. Mainly because um, I think this season's going to go better than last season because I'm the eternal optimist. And as you say, he has got a five-year deal. So, uh, But I do agree. I think a a good start is absolutely vital. I just want to run through a few of the comments we're getting in. Um, James Johnson, Double J, says, I think he'll be here for the whole year, if I'm honest, as I can see the season going well. If you've only had a handful of managers throughout the years, and I think getting rid of a manager too soon is a bad idea. Keep him. He can get us up. Um, there's another one here from Mark W. I understand water under bridge and he could easily have been sacked twice. Now is not the time for fans to unpick the work the leadership are trying to do. The scene is set and things are clearly being put in place to address the wrongs of last year. It's all about how players perform and what we achieve this year. If not top six, he should go in May. And that, that will be interesting to see what happens there. David Flisher. Was that how we, we agreed you said it? Fisher, yeah. Uh, I hope he's learned and he's successful. I don't believe it, though. So, um, obviously, we're going to try and get to as many people as possible. I will try and read out as many comments as possible as well, because clearly we can't speak to everyone. So, we've got uh, we've got two yeses 
from me and Ross for Lambert still being in a job at the end of May, a town job. We've got two sitting right on the fence, lamentable efforts from uh, our two leaders. And we've got a no from Big John Watson. Let's move on then. The next biggest question, boys, I'm going to start with Hutchie. Flynn Downs. Will Flynn Downs, like Paul Lambert, will Flynn Downs still be an Ipswich Town player come the end of this season? I think you're. I think we'll know for sure after Sunday, if I'm honest. I, I think if he's not right to to play in the league opener, I'm not sure how they. I'm not. Before you even get into the talk of whether the bids can come together and whether they can meet Ipswich's asking price, I, I, I'm really going to struggle to see him coming back into the fold if he's not making himself available for Sunday's game. Mm. My gut feeling. My gut feeling is that he will be an Ipswich player past the end of the transfer window. Um, January, however, I don't know. I think that might be a completely difficult, different, uh, completely different kettle of fish. So you want you want something from me here, don't you? You're not gonna oh, you're not well, you're not gonna kinda, let me get. It's kind of the way the show works is we have a def- definitive answer. So uh, what what are you saying? No, absolutely. No. He's no, out of here. Yeah, um, I think it, I think it's I think it's difficult. I've, it's tough managing people. I, his head's been turned, and I don't see how you're going to turn it back in it because he's not going to not want this move. Mm. If he doesn't, if he doesn't play on Sunday, I think he'll go. I think, but I think I think whether he's in that team or not on Sunday will tell you the will tell you the give you the answer to that question before I come to you Sue, I've just seen our Amsterdam correspondent and setter of mastermind questions with Peter McLeod says Downs to quote Andy his head has been turned he'll never again be 100% committed to town take the money and move on and we're going to speak to, to Nigel Gooding friend of the show hopefully on this subject after Stewie so Stewie Hutchie and Peter both say Downs is not going to remain with town much longer what about you? Gut instinct is is no. I just think the die is cast now. I think there's a there's a hell of a long way back for for him, for the club, for everybody now to kind of reverse what's been said. You can't put it back in the box now. So um, the only caveat is again with no fans, does that make it slightly easier to reintegrate him? It's a bit different if there was going to be a close to 20,000 people in the ground on Sunday, putting him in and one worrying what sort of reception he was going to get and how he'd respond to it, to playing, mm. you know, behind closed doors. So the only thing that makes me think that he might end up staying is because the clubs are so far apart in terms of valuation. Yeah. And the fact that they are so far apart makes me wonder that this could all kind of break down and we might have a messy few weeks where when... I don't know whether he'll play or not play for the next few weeks, but if they don't get there in terms of valuation, hmm. I'm not convinced that they would then let him rot in the stands for six months because it's just not a good financial decision, is it? So, hmm. um, but no, if you want a, an answer from me, no, I don't, I don't think he'll be staying. Okay, Nigel, are you with us? Yeah, hello, friends. You're right. Ah. <laughs> Friend of the show. <laughs> Have you got the fish with you, Nigel? 
The fish is here. Yeah. Superb. He's and, a uh, dog. <laughs> <laughs> is uh, is young young is it Jamie with you as well? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Superb. Great to have you on board, guys. Nigel Gooding, Flynn Downs. Will he still be with Ipswich Town come the end of the season? What are you saying? He won't be here by the end of the transfer window. I okay. Think, I, I, I really think it, it is just a matter of negotiating the fee and the deal now. Um, clearly, we, we don't need to sell him. You know, we're not in a position, you know, because of his contract that we have to jump in and just take any old offer. But I think it will be middle ground. I think it will be about four million. And we will get closer to that. I think you guys on the pod did say that this will probably go right to the wire and it will be in the final week that we'll probably get close to it and we'll, we'll stop all this bucket around and then a sensible offer will come in that mm. we'll go for. I think the problem in this league is there's this precedent of previous um, sort of price points for players. Um, had, had we been in the championship we'd have been in a stronger position for more money. But I think in this league, we're, we're really struggling to get anything more than four or five million. I, I, I really yeah. can't see it happening. Absolutely. I completely yeah. agree with that, Nigel. Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, he's not, he's not proven at a higher level tr- truly yet. I mean, he had a fantastic season last year, you know, completely head and shoulders above everyone else in that team. Mm. But he hasn't had enough time yet to, you know, in the championship or the Premier. He can probably do it. I don't think there's any doubt, but he isn't actually proven properly at that level yet. Mm. If he goes, and I, I agree with you, Nigel, I think he will go. Um, I think it's just a matter of time. And, and you can't blame the lad. I mean, obviously, it's life-changing money. Um, he's a good age. And who knows what's around the corner. He could get injured tomorrow and it could all be over. So if he does go, who replaces him? Who are you sticking in? Does Tap need to buy someone or is there a replacement there? We, we've got so many midfield players. Um, mm. I, I don't think we need to rush in and, and get anybody. And mm. I agree with you guys about Hughes. You know, I'm, I'm surprised actually that Hughes didn't get the nod over Nolan at the weekend. You know, that's, that's who I expected to, to go in at the weekend uh, and possibly yesterday. I think he's just got, he's got a bit, bit more physicality around him, Hughes. And, and in terms of driving forward, he's more likely to get forward than Nolan is sometimes. Sometimes we see this sort of sideways, backwards passing from Nolan. It's been a bit better the last couple of games, but mm. um, Hughes, he, he needs a run in the team. To be fair, Hughes, uh, you know, he, he hasn't had a proper, you know, decent, decent run in there since he's been back from injury. So we can see him. I mean, he had a, a cracking game. I know it was only in the EFL trophy against Gillingham last season, but he was clearly man of the match in that game. And I expected him to go on and put some of those performances in, you know, later in the season. But we didn't really see it then. He seemed to sort of shirk out of, of mm. some of it. And he completely commanded that game. So... Yeah. I think Emil will tell you, we interviewed him recently, that he still had the injuries in the back of his mind last season. And even though I think probably publicly at the time, yeah, I'm injury free, I'm fine. He's now at a stage and I think this is a good sign that he's comfortable saying, yeah, last season it was still in my mind and now it, it genuinely isn't. And you you look at someone like him and think, you know, you remember what he was when Ipswich first got him on loan in the in the championship and the goal against Newcastle and Villa yeah. and um, if they can get him anywhere near to sort of 80% back of that player, what, what a player he would be in, in League One. So it's just always those question marks, isn't there, against him and Teddy yeah. and, you know, a lot of the guys that have had the long-term injuries. Can yeah. you, can you, can anyone say with real confidence that, that you can sort of pin your hopes on some of these players and mm. until they yeah. prove it, I don't think the answer to that is yes, sadly. Yeah. Okay, 
we will move on, Nigel, but great to hear your voice. Thanks for coming Thank to the first live show. Thanks for virtually attending the second one, <laughs> and hopefully you'll be at the third one, which will obviously be at Portman Road. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's just take a few views before we move on. Daryl Jones, friend of the show number one, across the pond, says there's still a month of transfer time. Town is still holding out for a better deal when the window creaks towards the slam. The window always has to slam shut. That's legally obligated to say that if you work in football media. Mark Wakely, Downs has had a glimpse of the promised land that it's not Fleetwood away. Luke Penning, I think 8 million is unrealistic. 3 to 4 is probably more realistic. Harry Marcham, Flynn will go. It's the harsh reality of where we are as a club at the moment. Um, who's this here? Chris Kerry, keeping Bishop and Dazelle fit and firing might have a bigger bearing on how we play this season. Lee Balaam, we have to trim the squad. Decision will be made on whether or not we get an offer, what the offer is whether the player wants to leave. Jackson and Downs are both leaving. <laughs> then we need a good loan signing in. Um, what's the other one I just saw that I want to get to before we move on? Um, Mark Wakeley, I think, again, play Hughes and all the other Welshies. <laughs> Mark says, from Abergavenny. I hope I've, uh, I hope I've pronounced that right. I think I have. Um, so, yeah, right, everyone's saying no to Flynn Downs. Ross, are we going to have a full house from you? Yes. Yes. No, he Full won't house. be a town player. Full house, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah think, I, I think everyone can agree on that. Right then, boys, we're going to move on. I'm going to have to insist on shorter answers from this point in because it's already 10 to 8. I was hoping we'd be at half-time by around 8 o'clock. So uh, unless we want to carry on till midnight, which I do not want to do, um, let's have shorter answers. So next up, what does success look like for town? Really, this question is, is there any way in which a season that ends with town not being promoted can be considered a success. Roscoe, because you're on screen, I'm going to come to you first. What are you saying? Yeah, promotion or... or not, yeah. So promotion or bust, essentially? Pretty much, yeah. Fair enough. Um, Luke Penning and, and John Collis both, both agree with you. Stuart Watson, what are you saying? Promotion or bust? What does bust mean in this scenario? Not successful. Yeah, I, I don't think anything but promotion could be deemed a success. I think you could take, there's a scenario where they could, the, the new style of football gets better and better as the season goes on and they finish in the playoffs and don't quite win in the playoffs, And but there's still a bit of hope and uh, encouragement throughout it. But ultimately that still wouldn't be deemed a success, would it? So mm. Promotion or nothing. Hutchie, what are you saying? Well, yeah, yeah. The aim is promotion. However, however you get it, that's that's the only way you call it a success. But if you look back at um, that Joe Royal season of two thousand four, two thousand and five, um, you'd look back on that in the fullness of time and think that was actually a great a great season. They scored so hmm. many goals, played some really good football, lost in the playoffs. The circumstances are different. Obviously, you're not you're talking about a team that's well out of where they should be in the in the football pyramid and there's the financial need to get back and that all goes into it but you can look back on it as being a good season without the promotion but mm. in the here in the here and now you need you need the promotion to 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 be a success there's a difference between success and good i would say mm. yeah i i asked this question because on the last season's preview show um i think a couple of us said that if if they didn't go up but that played youngsters and, and finished and, and people could see the youngsters kind of being brought in and played and a team being built uh, and they finished perhaps strongly uh, in the end, they, that actually the reverse happened, um, that that would still be a successful season. But obviously this season, the pressure is on a lot more. Luke Penning, I'm hoping can join us. Luke, are you with us? Hello. Hi Luke, how are you? I'm good, how are you? 
I'm, I'm excellent, my friend. Thanks for joining us and thanks for uh, investing so much in Kings of Anglia and everything else um, that we produce and also producing some excellent videos yourself. Um, Luke, if Town don't end this season being promoted, is there any way you can call it a success? Um, I think I can call it a success in the sense that maybe players like Chambers and those that are coming to the end of their career were like swapped in with people like Nindaba and them kind of players. I could probably understand it in that way, the fact that they're building for the future. Because part of what worries me is if we were to go up and get promoted with, I feel, the defence that we have, I feel it's quite ageing in the sense that we've got Ward, mm. who's 35, Chambers is around the same age, Wilson's, I think, 31. There's not really much there in terms of, like, growth. Because if we were to get promoted, yeah. we would go out and spend money to then integrate these players and then play them with the first team for the for the first time rather than building something so that's the only way i can really see us not going up as a way to feel positive but ideally with the salary cap and what's happened i would expect us to get promoted and see that as a success mm, mm. good stuff thank you luke we're going to move on because i'm worried about us being here all night otherwise but but thanks again for getting involved and hopefully we'll, we'll speak to you again later on just looking at all the other um, responses we've had uh what have we had here John says promotion, salary cap next year is a nightmare. Liam in Crew says top six minimum, but promotion has to be. David Fish, I almost did it. David Fisher says no, simple as that. Um, Rowan Haslam, since Lambert is already on Burrow Town, success has to be promotion. Rob, Rob Raspberry, success is promotion, top two are playoffs. If we don't go up, I will be a League One club for a very, very long time. The moves towards the Premier League to exacerbate my worries. Yeah, and that certainly is a huge concern that the gaping chasm you can also say yawning chasm between the championship and league one only seems to be getting wider uh, and unfortunately town are the wrong side of things at the moment let's move on let's move on to starting 11s boys and let's zip through this because i think there's a fairly uniform and, and consensus starting 11 but i want to see what you say um hutchie because you're coughing on my screen and i can see you what are you saying you're starting 11 let's reel it off Holy, Vincent Young, Chambers, Wolfenden, Ward, Dazelle. I'm going to put Downs in there. Uh, yep. Uh, Bishop, Lancaster, Norwood, Sears. Bill Watson, do you agree or disagree? That is the exact same team that I have um, written down, but obviously that can't be the team that starts on, on mm. Sunday. It's going to take some time to get to that team, I think, depending on how long before Lancaster gets up to speed and Vincent when you, Vincent Young is fit and whether Bishop can play week in, week out and all of that sort of stuff. But um, that that's what I think they should be sort of aiming for. Mm. Mm. That's, I think most people are going to say that. Roscoe, are you are in agreement? Are you going to change yeah. anything out there? No, I agree with that as well. Dead same. I think we're going to speak to Rob Raspberry next, if we can, just to get his, his views. That's um, an incredible name. It really is, isn't it? Uh, Rob, are you there? Not there. Hopefully Rob will join. Ah, there's Rob. Can you hear me, Rob? We've got, we've got a muted sign on him. The raspberry's been muted. Ah. Uh, is that really his last name? We'll find out if we can speak to yeah. him. Fingers yeah. crossed. Rob, are you there? Yeah, I think so. Ah, Rob, superb. I can see a picture of you as well. Good looking man. Rob, thank you. You're starting 11. Did you, I don't know if you heard the boys, but um, reel yours off, please. I think it's exactly the same. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want to change it. Yeah? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And how are, you, how are you feeling about the season coming up? 
think following Saturday's uh, results, very positive. I'm, I'm almost minded to disregard what happened yesterday. It's just one of those things that probably can get up for the mm-hmm. the competition. I know Andy loves it, but I, I still have my reservations about it. So I'm always optimistic this this time of the season, as we all are. But <laughs> come two or three months' time, we'll see. But I'm always the optimist. You have to be. And just let me ask, obviously, Downs, I assume, would be in your starting eleven, um, as everyone else would say. But if he goes, who are you putting in? Are you putting Hughes in or Nolan? Or someone else? Hughes, yeah? Hughes. I I like Nolan as a player, but I just think he's a bit too careful with his passing, as we've all said, Hmm. forwards and backwards passes. And and it needs to be more positive. And and Hughes firing on all cylinders is the man to, to, to do that. Definitely. Superb. Rob, thanks for joining us. Thanks for getting involved. Uh, and we'll hopefully speak to you again maybe later on, but keep commenting and I'll, I'll read your comments out. Um, let's go to some other thoughts here. Lee Balaam says, at least this year, the first 11 seems much clearer. Um, Chris Kerry says, switch Holy for Cornell and Downs for Hughes. And I think we're there. Rowan Haslam says, Holy KVY, Chainbow, Wolf, Ward, Dazelle, Nolan, Bishop, Lancaster, Norwood and Sears. So he's got, he's got Nolan in there instead of Downs. I assume he's assuming that Downs is going to go. Boys, final question before we hit the live strike. And this should be quite a quick one and quite an easy one because there's not been many of them. The best signing that Town have made this summer. They've made three. They've signed Stephen Ward, they've signed David Cornell and they've signed Ollie Hawkins who we've not seen an awful lot um, of so far. Ross Halls, who is the, the best signing that Town have made this summer? Albert White. <laughs> yes, the, the young goalkeeper they've signed today sounds like he should be playing for England in 1930. Albert White. Um, no, all seriousness, I'll, I'll say Stephen Ward. Yeah, for, for that experience and for that defensiveness, we need that left back for a while. Um, and also, so Miles Kinlock doesn't play. So yeah, <laughs> uh, Stephen Ward for me. You're a big fan of Miles Kinlock, aren't you? Yeah. Um, uh, Stuart, are you going to say anything different? I see everyone down in the comments is saying Ward by Country Mile. Yeah. Um, although Luke, Luke Penning there has gone for a difference. It's Wolfenden's New Deal. Um, hmm. Ward, what are you saying? You spoke yeah. to Ward last week, didn't you? Yeah, Ward is a leader. Um, they need, they desperately needed some leadership. Um, watching the games behind closed doors, you see how loud or quiet teams are. And it, this is a very quiet Ipswich Town squad. Hmm. Um, Chambers has carried a big load of the a leadership load on his shoulders for some time at this club. And I think um, he'll be thankful that Stephen Ward can come in and, and help that. And it's a bit, if we're talking about playing a lot of the kids this year, and I suppose in many ways, a lot of them aren't really kids anymore, but you know, it'll be a young side with Giselle and um, Wolf and and possibly even in Darber and others coming through. I think Stephen Ward's going to be crucial to kind of helping them come along. Actually mm. full house. Yeah, I've got nothing to add, really. It's Ward by a, by a country mile. Hmm. Uh, well, what I will chuck in very quickly is Hawk. I think Hawkins is a very astute signing as well because um, as well as leadership, they they lacked a bit of physicality last season. And I think even if he's a, a plan B option, um, and he might not even be that, he might even make the place his own at some point. From the little glimpses I've seen so far, um, I think he's going to be a handy addition. Just looking down the other comments, Daryl Jones over in uh, in Florida says, "Hot take: Town's best signing hasn't happened yet." Interesting. That would that, be exciting. That would be exciting if that was if that turned out to be true. And Paul Adams is always one says, "Batistuta." When will that ever stop being mentioned? <laughs> when was that? Like twenty plus years ago now. To be fair, 
fair comment. Um, boys, we've raced through the last two questions, which means we're suddenly on time, which means it's suddenly time for the live strike. But here we go. Over to your strike presenter as he tries to, tries to get the jacket on. Ross Halls, here he is. Hello and welcome to another edition of The Strike! Brought to you by the greatest quiz show host on planet Earth, producer Ross! Me and Hutchie and Stewie are going to take a back seat. We're going to pick three people to play, one of whom is definitely going to be Aaron Tester because he is the live strike champion. So I'm going to inform Matt to unmute Aaron and hopefully we can yes. speak to him. Yes, Aaron. Yes, Aaron. Um, and who else do you fancy, Ross? You're the host. Who else do you fancy getting on board? Um, I've got to say, John, big John Watson. I think he, I think it'll be interesting to see his knowledge. Okay, I'm hoping we can have more than one mic uh, unmuted at once. I should have checked that really before. Uh, <laughs> okay. well, uh, so we've got we've got Aaron Test, we've got John Watson, and pick one more. I want a new player. I want someone we've not spoken to before. What about oh, the first the first person to put me in the chat? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Oh, Mark Wakeley. Mark okay. Wakeley, our, our Welsh friend. Not the sweet Welsh Prince, obviously that's Harvey Davis, but um, perhaps another Welsh Prince. <laughs> there's, there's Mark. Mark, how are you, my friend? I'm very well, thanks. How are you, gents? Nice very to well indeed. Thanks for, thanks, for get, thanks for getting involved and, and, yes. and playing. Obviously, you are now in the, uh, the showpiece event of the evening, the live strike. Wow. Um, so uh, let's just check other people are with you. Is, is Aaron with us? I think so. Am I here? Yes. Yes. Aaron, obviously you're the defending champion. How do you feel about defending your title? Do you reckon you can be champ champ this evening? Double champ. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> very, very confident indeed. And, and John Watson, hopefully um, having relieved himself. John, are you, are you there? Why I? Yes. Three. Come on. At least a litre later as well. So <laughs> right then, Ross, I'm going to take a back seat, my friend. You're leading this, but this has got a maximum 15-minute time. So, okay. let's go. I am, boys. John, Aaron, Mark, are you ready? Ready. Yeah. Ready. Now, do you know the format? That's the question. No. I'm going to. It's not normal format. Normal format. Blast from the past. Town flashback. And numbers game. So, starting off with the first question of the strike. Fast on the past. Now, our Adrian Paz turns 52 today. Now, he scored once in 18 appearances for the Blues. But who was it against? Chelsea, Liverpool or Blackburn? Who are you going to go to first, Ross? I'll go with, uh, I'll go with Mark. Chelsea. Okay. And then Aaron? I'm going Blackburn. Okay. John? Going Blackburn as well. And you're all wrong. It's Liverpool. Oh! oh. That's a twist. There's a twist in that. 
So let's get right into town flashback. Now, 20 years ago in July, town beat Flora Tullen. Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> I was going to have a prop of uh, Flora Butter, but I forgot to get it from the fridge. So I'm who is that? Sorry, that. Flora who? Flora, Flora Tullen. <laughs> Tullen. Can you spell that, please, Ross? Do, do you want a spelling? Do you spell it for us, please? Uh, so Flora like the butter. Um, <laughs> like the butter? You lost me, aren't you? <laughs> uh, and Tullen is T-A-L-L-I-N. It's Tallinn, Ross. It's Tallinn, oh. It's the capital of Estonia. No! Oh, that's, that's oh no! Estonia! <laughs> 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 <A> country? <laughs> Estonia! Oh, dear, oh dear. Sorry. Gambles. Move on, move on. Question three. Oh, God. So no one gets, no one gets a point for that. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, this Sunday, we play Wigan, if you didn't know already. Um, now, our first match against them was at Portman Road in 1992. We beat them 4-0. But who scored a hat-trick that day? Was it my boy, Boncho Gwenchev, Chris Cromia, or Jason Dazelle? 1992, 4-0 win in the League Cup. There was a replay in the League Cup. Back then, we had replays. Who are you going to first? Uh, I'll go with Aaron. I'll go with Cromia. Uh, okay. Uh, Mark? I would go with Kwame as well. I can't remember if ever scoring a hat-trick. Okay. And John? Oh, it's Kwame, but I want to be different, but I'm going to have to go with Chris Kwame. You're correct. Oh, yes. Points. Mm. Now, numbers game. Now, this <laughs> is, of course, the closest number gets the point. So we're going to start off with a bit of last season. So how many goals did we score last season? Now, we didn't score 100 goals. We didn't get 100 points because we were, were shit. So, how many goals did we score? In the, league, in the league, by the way. You've got to pick someone to go to, Ross. Oh, yeah, uh, John, in the league. 56. Okay. Aaron? 47. Okay. Mark? 48. It's 46. Oh! So, oh, Aaron... Here we Same. go. So Aaron's in the lead. So it's two, was it 2-1-1? One, one. How many questions left? Well, this is the last question. Oh! So, because Hachi ruined my other questions, so no one got yeah. a point for that. So Sorry. Aaron, let's, let's set it up. Aaron is on the verge of retaining his title and making more KOA history by becoming the champ champ of the strike. Final question, Ross. Over to you. Now, Kelvin Davis, the goalkeeper... He celebrates his birthday this month. But how many clean sheets did he keep during his time with town? He played 93 games in total. Um, of course, a lot of those games were 6-4s against Crew and 4-1s and all that jazz. So, yeah, 93 games. So, I'm going to go with Mark first. What are you saying? 11. Okay. John? 17. And Aaron? 21. It's 17 dead on, John. Ooh. Oh, pick that out. So this is the tiebreaker then. So, so sorry, just, just set it up. So John and Aaron are tied. Mark, yep. a valiant effort, but unfortunately will not be progressing to the tiebreaker. John and Aaron, Ross, I hope you've got a classic Ross tiebreaker. 
want to say it's classic, but it's uh, <laughs> it's what it is. I'm just I'm hoping that someone will get one right and one wrong because I haven't got another tiebreaker <laughs> afterwards. So, okay. Um, so <laughs> one of you get it wrong. <laughs> but um, yeah, Reggie Lamb. Uh, he made six appearances for the Blues, and he won 41 caps for which country? Now, was it Jamaica, St. Lucia, or Bermuda? I'm going to go with Aaron, as he is the man with the crown. Uh, going to go Bermuda. Okay, John? You need another question, Ross, because I'm going Bermuda, because it is Bermuda. Uh, oh, shit. Oh, dear. <laughs> Not sure I can compete with the three litres. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ross, you've got to think on the fly here, my friend. What's, what bar did he have earlier? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Brett McGavin signed <laughs> to do a, a two-year deal today. Mm. How many appearances has he made so far? Like it. Team? Who's going first? Need to get the answer up first. Oh, <laughs> who would like to go first? Me go first. Okay, go first, Aaron. Uh, I'm gonna say five. Okay, John. I think it's only one. Now it's one in the league, but four in all competitions. <gasps> oh, that's so Aaron. Shocking. Done it, Aaron. He's only gone and done it. He's only the, the champ, champ. Okay, John. Well played, mate. Congratulations. And you get yeah. I will be posting some Jeff cakes to you. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, we've got to have the chat before you before you head off to, I'd imagine, open a bottle of champagne and uh, hit the town. How are you feeling, bud? You are a champ champ. Well, the, the media attention after the last win was outrageous. I couldn't, like, they were outside the front door. It was really, really scary, really, for the whole family. And now you've got it all again. No, I can't imagine what it's going to be like now after the tension just died down. So, <laughs> congratulations, my congratulations, my friend. Thanks for playing. Thanks for winning, and thanks for listening. Hi, guys. Barry Cotter here. That was another edition of the Strike with producer Ross. Tune in next week for another edition of the Great Quiz Show. After all that tense tension in the air, excitement and the drama of that live strike, we have penciled in a break um, just to let people go and recharge their glasses. I suggest, looking at the time, um, we should maybe take five minutes max or we could just plough on. What are you saying? Um, I'm, I'm happy to plough on. <laughs> shall we plough on? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Let's just plough on. I'm hoping, Matt Withers, I'm hoping Matt Withers behind the scenes is okay. Um, if you're not, Matt, just drop us a, a private message and uh, we'll take a little break. But I'm going to we'll go and get another drink. Hold okay. on. You carry on. Maybe we'll talk- we could all dip away like one at a time to, to, get, <laughs> to get a drink and just keep going on a, ro- like on a rolling basis. Ross has just gone. <laughs> of course. Oh, yeah, now he's back. Oh, he's changed his shirt. Look at that. There you go. Fantastic. The consensus seems to be from the rest of the, uh, the people listening – Keep going. So we will do that. Um, Matt tells me that his girlfriend's just topping the wine up. That's important. Um, ben Chaplin, plough on, plower. Liam Young, plough on. Peter McLeod says plough on. I'm seeing Luke Penny's got a pop-off. 
Thanks for, for joining us halfway through at least, Luke. Much appreciated. Now then, boys, have you got your drinks, Huey? Yes. We'll continue. This is the big five now. The big five in terms of pre-season predictions and previews. We're going to start, first of all, with who is going to be Town's star player this season. I'm going to come to you first, Hutchie, for star player. Could define it many ways. Also called, as Huey likes, the MVP in American sports. Not a big fan of that. <laughs> Hutchie, who's going to be the MVP for Ipswich Town this season? I'm going to give you two answers. The most important player is going to be Stephen Ward. But in the spirit of this question, and I've got everything crossed on this one, I've got, this is both a hope, a dream, and a hope reality, a fit Teddy Bishop. I've, I've just got this feeling this is going to be the year where he stays 100% fit. But I think we, we might get to the end of the season and think that actually Stephen Ward was a really, really important player. Mm. But um, I'm going to go Bishop. Bishop is my actual answer. Yeah, he's tantalising with uh, what he can offer as long as he stays fit. A lot of votes I'm seeing on, on the chat for Dizelle. Um David, Daryl, Mark. Aaron Tester says Sears. Interesting. Uh, flush with his success. John Collis, Bishop, Peter McLeod, Dizelle. Hutch says he's sex. Yeah, I enjoyed that um, that tweet last night, Hutchie. That, that tweet got traction. Yeah, Dizelle's uh, passing, wasn't it? His passing. Oh, was... Stu and I, we, we both kind of made this weird... When he played that fizzing ball out, like inches off the floor from, from the middle of the pitch to the right wing, this weird kind of purr noise came out of both, both Stu and I at that time. It was, it was sex. It was beautiful. Superb. I'm going to um, come to you next, year, and then we'll get someone from the KOA Army. Um, what are you saying? So Hutchie's done there. He's done the most important player, which is kind of in a in a kind of you'd say non sexy position, and then the star player. So answer it however you see fit. Um, I completely agree with Andy, but in the spirit of bringing something different to the party, Kane Vincent Young, like they, they need to get him fit and soon because. He completely changed the dynamic of their season when he got injured last year. Um, they need him back. Okay, we're going to come to, to Dan Fox in a minute, who agrees with you, KVY, but we'll hopefully be able to speak to him about that. Roscoe, star player. Uh, this is for Daniel Hill, uh, Patrick Kiznobo. <laughs> uh, but in all seriousness, uh, I'll say Dezel as well, actually. I'm, and I'm now following all the, the Kings here, but I... I think this is his make-or-break season, really. Um, mm. And hopefully he can keep fit as well. I know he hasn't had many injuries in last season, but, yeah, this is the season for him. I think he needs to score a few goals as well. Mm. It's, a okay. funny old, it's a funny old season for Dizelle because mm. he's out of contract. There's no extension option in there. All the indication thus far has been he's not going to sign a new one. It's, it's a really bizarre season. It, if he plays too well... Could he go somewhere else? If he doesn't play often enough, he might want to go somewhere else. They want him to be just right and get that contract. This comes done. back to can there be any way that no promotion is still a success? And it's all very well saying there was a sign of a plan coming together and they just missed out. But if that happens, then you ain't keeping Andre Dezel if it's been a positive season where you've built the system all around Andre. Mm. All indications suggest that that is the case. If they don't go up, they ain't keeping him. So that's just another layer of pressure on, on promotion. But yeah, I, I, again, I really hope that Andre can finally be the player 
that we've we've seen glimpses of um, before his injury. Time will tell. Dan, are you with us? I'm told you might need to unmute your mic if you can. Come on, Dan. Dan's not. Come on, Dan. 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 Dan, we might have to come back to you. So just oh, forget me. it. Just, just, just remind me, boys, what you said. Roscoe, you said Dazelle. Stewie, you said KVY, did you? Yeah. And Hutcher, you said? I said Bishop. Bishop. Okay, I think I'm going to go with KVY. I think he can be huge for town this season as long as he stays fit. I think he gives um, something that they haven't got anywhere else. He can be extremely exciting. Um, so I'm saying KVY, although maybe not in the, in the kind of mode of a star-star player in terms of leading score or anything like that. Dan, I'm going to give you one more chance. Are you with us? No, that's a shame. Okay, let's move on, boys. Let's move on. Leading scorer. I already see Stefan, who I'd actually like to speak to, if we can, uh, we can get Stefan on. Friend of the show says Norwood will get 25. I think I said Norwood was going to get 32 last season. Typical over-exuberance from me. Stewie, who's going to be a leading scorer? It should be Norwood, and I think it needs to be Norwood. The more I think about it, I think Hawkins is obviously coming. I don't know, his goal record suggests he's not prolific, but he's more an enabler for the rest of the team. Um, if Ipswich are going to be successful, then this lone striker is going to need to weigh in with his fair share of goals, and, and really their best goal scorer is James Norwood. So that's the answer. Tell me how many he's going to score. James Norwood will score more than last season. Will he get 11? Mm -hmm. He'll get 16, 17, something like that. Solid number. Um, Roscoe, what are you saying? Who's going to be leading scorer? Uh, if he starts, why not? We on Edwards. What? That's, men that's mental. Yeah, what, what is in those Jaffa cakes you've been eating, mate? Oh, yeah. What is going on? <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel you know if he plays on if he plays in his real, proper position, you know he did score a few goals for Peterborough. I think if he gets in good positions, cuts inside, you, you just never know. Um, if if on Edwards is Town's leading scorer this season, it's not going to be a good no. season. Um, yeah, they're they're ninth in the table. I guess, <laughs> if that, yeah. that happens. Uh, yeah. So uh, hopefully we can speak to Stefan, friend of the show, before we come to you, Hutchie. So we've got. Got Norwood on 16. How many you reckon Guion's going to score, Roscoe, you mentalist? 12. 12 from, uh, from Guion Edwards. Wow. Um, Stefan, are you with us? That's my boy. I'm indeed, lads. How are you doing? Ah, superb. Great to hear from you, Stefan. That firewater you gave us at the first KOA Live, still sitting on my shelf, unopened. I should have actually uh, had a little sip today, maybe, in your honour. But anyway, how are you anyway? Yeah, good, thanks. How, how are you guys doing? Really good show so, so far, thanks. Thank you. You're, you're too kind. Um, Ross has obviously just completely mugged himself off and said Gwion Edwards is going to be the leading scorer. <laughs> um, 
put him in his place and tell him who actually is going to be the leading scorer and how many goals are going to score, Stefan. Yeah, I, I think I, I can't disagree with Norwood. I, 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 I kind of put in the chat 25. I think maybe I'm being a bit ambitious, but I think we forget he was, he did, he did suffer the injury. I know it, it you know, he, he didn't have the best season last year, but he still, he still got 11 goals and he's, he's clearly quality. And what I think he's, he's, you can see in his kind of his eyes, he's got a point to prove and mm. he, Again, I don't know him, but he looks like the kind of player that that once they get something in their mind and they feel like they've got a point to prove, that they'll go out and perform. Um, mm. So I'm kind of quietly hopeful for that. And this system should suit him as well, shouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you think with with Sears out out wide, you think they they would work quite well together. Um, so yeah, I didn't really see see much if if any of it. I don't even know if we saw them together at all much at all. But um, yeah. You think it would work well. Mm. Stefan, you're our globetrotting or one of our globetrotting um, friends <laughs> no, of the show. No, Not no. anymore. Are you, are you back in, in normal life now and, and very much doing the nine to five stuff again? Yeah, unfortunately. Unfortunately, 2019 was travelling and 2020 was is very, very different to that. 2020 <laughs> is shit. Let's just say how it is. <laughs> it really is, yeah. It's, it's going to be the year everyone looks back and thinks, God, I did nothing. I mean, obviously something massive has happened, <laughs> but no one's really done anything this year. Um, Stefan, it's great to have you with us. Thanks for, thanks for your input and thanks for listening. And thanks again for that beautiful fire water, which I'll probably break out at Christmas. Um, I think we really appreciate it. Tom and Stefan, I think we're going to go to Kevin Major next as well, just to get another take because we missed out on, uh, on Dan in the, next, in the last question. Kevin, are you with us? Yeah, I am. Superb, I am. Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good to make your acquaintance. Um, Kevin, first of all, whereabouts are you? Uh, near Watford. Oh, wow. Superb. So, uh, long-time town fan? Uh, yeah, all my life. When I lived in Felix, though, I went all the time. But unfortunately, I don't go all as much as I used to, but all good. Top man. Tell us, tell us who's going to be the leading scorer this season, Kevin, and how many goals are going to get? Um, probably Norwood, but I'm hoping Freddie Sears. He certainly started well. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. How many goals do you reckon? How many goals do you reckon he's going to get? Um, from the out wide, I, I reckon he'll get 15 in the league. That is. Oh, nice. Okay, he's getting more in the in the cups. Yeah. Maybe. Super. <laughs> and how are you feeling about the season as a whole, Kevin? Are you uh, is your glass half full or half empty? What, what are you feeling? Uh, uh, mine's um, half full, actually. Um, I think a uh, bit of tough love from Lambert. I think it'll, uh, it'll work. Fingers Super. crossed. <clears throat> Fingers crossed, Kevin. Thanks very much for joining us. No um, th- thanks for listening to the podcast. And uh, we'll speak to you again soon. Certainly, um, hopefully we'll speak to you again soon. Uh, yeah, just, just, check, just checking the other questions coming in there. Um, who else have I missed there? I'm going to come to Andy, did I? Is that did I come is that me? Uh, to you, yeah. Did I ask you? Know, you? I can't you, remember. You never call me Andy, ever. Sorry, Hutchie. <laughs> but um, it's quite quite nice actually. Um, I've got Norwood seventeen written down, but in, yeah. in this in this system, they have to get goals from elsewhere. I, I, I'd fancy Freddie with a full season to to hit double figures, but they need someone from midfield stepping up with seven, eight, nine mm. more goals from there. But um. I think for leading scorer, you can't really look past Norwood unless they bring someone else in. Mm. I'm going to agree with you. I think Norwood's going to be leading scorer. I'm not going to say 32. I'm going to say the mythical 20 because that's what every team needs as they go up. So, fingers crossed he'll get that. 
Right then, boys, Aaron Drynan Surprise Package Award. Two years ago on this very show, um, I asked you who was going to be Surprise Package. Then, as, as you have um, gave some, some excellent answers, I then said Aaron Drynan and you laughed at me and, and made faces and, and gave me the wanker sign because he'd, uh, he'd just signed for Sutton on loan. And obviously since then, Aaron, I've been following his career wholeheartedly uh, and now he's actually in the team and doing well. But who, in his honour, is going to be the surprise package of the season this season? Roscoe, give me a name. Gwion Edwards. That uh, really would be a surprise. <laughs> uh, now, um, no, I'm going to say Gwion Edwards. You know, I said Genoi last season, and I thought Genoi, yeah. Genoi did it right. You know, we had that little brief period. I've got what you phrased it now, Hutchie. What did you phrase it when Genoi? Denaissance. The Denaissance, yeah. Yeah. Um, Some of your best work. Thanks, mate. That was a beautiful three weeks in November. It was brilliant. (laughs) But uh, in terms terms of Guion, if he plays in his right position, you never know. You never know. Where's this sudden admiration for Guion Edwards come from? You've never never said this before. (laughs) I I don't know. It's just... (laughs) (laughs) Just like when you discovered prawns. Yeah. You've you've just discovered Guion Edwards. Is it because you're looking a bit like him these days with the, with the beard and the hair? Possibly. I just feel like if he is going to be playing in his right position, we may actually see the player we actually signed, what her signed. So, wait and see. You know, I think a few assess, assists from him. 12 goals. Top goal scorer. Happy days. Stuff at gigs. Superb. A lot of the people, a lot of the KOA army on the chat are saying Ndaba. Um, and, and a few votes for, for Toto as well, who of course I gave one out of 10 chance for having an impact this season. It looks very much like I might have egg on my face there. <clears throat> Stewie, what are you saying? Surprise package, who's that going to be? Um, I guess some of them are already coming to the fore. People like Dezel a few months ago, you would have described as a surprise package, but the fact he's played most of the game so far perhaps rules him out in terms of this category. I still got half a feeling that Cornell will end up as the number one. Okay. Um, once once the team sort of settles down a little bit, he just seems a lot more vocal to me. Again, we hear the voices behind closed doors and he was a much needed loud voice out on the pitch um, the other night. Um, I think Hawkins will surprise people. I think he's a better signing than, than people um, realise thus far. I think he comes here... Mick McCarthy was very good at signing players that, with a point to prove and that had a bit of hunger. He's a good age. He's done it in this division before, playing in this system at the tip of a 4-3-3 for Portsmouth. Get him the right service. I think um, I think he could surprise a few people. Okay. Um, <laughs> differing response there from the KOA Army. You said Hawkins, actually. John Watson, um, Stewie, John Watson said, Hawkins is a great shout, followed immediately by John Collis, who just said, no, Stuart. Actually, who's going to be a surprise package? I think there's going to be a lot of players that surprised surprised this year. Honestly, Um, the one I've got written down is Nolan, who, for some people, he he seems a bit of a marmite figure. John Nolan, you you're either in the there's a player there camp, which is where I am, yeah, or there's in a you're in the uh, write him off, write him off camp. I think there's a player there. And I think once the Flynn Downs thing is sorted, uh, 
I think he could. I think he could be a, a surprise. I think there's loads of them. I think Toto could be a bit of a surprise. Hawkins, yeah. like Sue said. I also had Freddie Sears written written down for this one because I think there are a fair few people that have completely written him off as as being a being the player that he was. I think he he may lack a little bit of the pace that he once had, but I think he can he can become a really important member member of the team. So um, I've got Nolan written down, but. We'll see. We will see. So you've got Nolan. Just remind me, boys. Stewie, you said uh, Hawkins. Hawkins. Well, can I also chuck in and Darba as just a, an outside shout as well because he has been absolutely class in preseason mm. so far. The staff reckon that he was immediately they sort of earmarked him when they first came in, moved him up to the first team. Reading between the lines, it sounds like it was a maturity attitude issue that kind of stopped him getting in before now, but. They're all saying he's come back really mature in pre-season. He is perfect for this system. Left-footed, good on the ball. Is it a risk going with him and Wolfenden at centre-back? Possibly, but the way he's playing and the injuries that they've got at the moment, he's got every chance. Mm. I want to go to Daryl Jones now, if we can. We're going to go transatlantic across the ocean to Florida, USA. Daryl, are you with us? I am with us. Ah! Outstanding. Friend of the show, number one. Bringer of crisps. Uh, but not good enough for the strike. But that's okay. Oh, yeah, well. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, there's, there's a lot of people on tonight, Daryl. Uh, we're trying that's to get a, around everyone. That's, that's a joke. I'm just still trying to figure out what the perks of, uh, of being number one are, other than being number one. But <laughs> you got the perks. <laughs> You're always number one in our heart, Daryl. That should be enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Daryl, tell me who is going to be the surprise package of the season. I think I saw you say Hawkins, agreeing with Stu. Yeah, yeah I put down Hawkins. Um, again, I, I still think we have somebody uh, to be signed. I think that, that these players that we're here that are leaving um, are going to clear up space. I think Dineshian's going to leave as well. Um, and I think it's going to clear up space for somebody to come in. And as it does get closer and closer to the end of the transfer window, you're going to have a lot of players who may be, uh, you know, that, that they don't have teams that may be a little more demanding at the moment who will be begging for clubs to sign them. And I think there's still plenty of gems available um, in that sense. And then, but, but with, with the players that are here now, yeah, I think, I think Hawkins, obviously some of the others in Daba and, and, and such mm. are going to be brilliant, but uh, I think Hawkins has a chance because of Norwood being uncertain, you know, with injuries or whatever. Yeah, if he's fully fit, but we say that about so many players over the years and no one's ever fully fit at town. Um, so uh, I, would, I, would think about, uh, I would think about Hawkins seeing more action than, than maybe we think he will. But then at the same time, Drynan stuck his neck out. And, uh, you know, I mean, he's, he's done it as well. So... Who knows? Indeed. Um, Someone's just asking, who are you thinking will sign, Daryl, on the chat? I, I, honestly, no clue. I'll leave that up to Luke Penning because he does all my research <laughs> for me and, uh, and posts it without, uh, without me needing to. No, I, I, I have absolutely no clue and I have no, you know, no desires or whatever. I just think it's that kind of year. I mm. think there are a lot of players that um, you know, are available. I think they're going to tri- trickle down from the Premier League to the championship and then you're going to find some you know we, we haven't even really gotten into 
the loan signing time yet. So there's a lot of business to do with a month left in the transfer window. Mm. Um, once the season kicks off and, uh, and we, we see things settle, I think there's going to be a lot of, a lot of surprise players that, that are looking for clubs and, and town will have the ability to sign. And how are you feeling, Daryl, generally about the season? Are you, are you feeling optimistic or is it, uh, is it all going to end badly, do you think? It, is there a way to say meh? In an optimistic <laughs> manner. I mean, it is it? Is, it, it, you know, every, every time you get excited, you lose one nil at home to Arsenal's, you know, under 18s, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so, it, you know, it, it looks good. It, it's just takes as it comes. You know, there's, there's so much promise. The players say one thing, you know. I mean, there's because there's, I'm, I'm a full-fledged member of the why the hell is Chambers still here camp. And then he comes out the other day and plays beautifully. You know, I'm standing at Peterborough last year and, uh, you know, and thinking the same thing. Um, and then all of a sudden he pops up with a winner. So, you know, he could be uh, the Energizer Bunny and just never dies, you know. But <laughs> I think he has as many um, potential mistakes in him as, uh, as the positives. And, and, you know, we take the positives and go, oh, look what he did. And then the mistakes we we beat him to death with. So, um, you know, it's, it's promising because there are so many options for surprises. Um, there's so much opportunity within the team, but then we've been beaten down and beaten down <laughs> over the last few years. And you just can't believe it's actually going to happen starting off last season, the way we did. And then it all went to absolute shit. Yeah. How, how could how could we expect anything other than that again? You know, you, you the last season proved that we can't get too excited about anything because without any injury crisis or anything of that nature, you know, to a large degree, they just effed it up. So, mm. and speaking of things going to shit, how is America? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually fine. Um, is it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll. All of that is in the news, and then uh, we'll see come November how, uh, how it is. The question, question, I guess, could be who will last longer in his job, Paul Lambert or Donald Trump? <laughs> yeah, well, we shall see. Hopefully it's a short tenure um, for, the, yeah. for, the latter, for the latter there. Darren, it's a pleasure to speak to you. Stay safe over in America, and, and thanks as ever for being friend of the show number one. Absolute pleasure. Yeah, thanks, boys. Superb. Thanks, Darren. Right then, boys, two more categories, the, the big one at the end, and, and the, the, the penultimate one is player. Actually, just go back. I have got to give my answer, haven't I? Aaron Dryden. I think Daryl needs to mute his mic. He's done. He's gone. He's gone. My pick for the Aaron Dryden Surprise Package of the Year award, boys, is, um, is Aaron Dryden. <laughs> <laughs> Who could have seen that coming? But why not, eh? Why not? You he's, saw it. He's, he's played all right. Um, it would still be a surprise if he if he played regularly and scored a few goals, wouldn't it? So I'm having I'm having Aaron Drynan and I'm picking him. He's got close to every game. Hit the post last night. I'm picking him to score on Sunday against Wigan, live on Sky. And that would be the ultimate payoff for the Aaron Drynan joke that started two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if, if he does, Mark, are you, is there anything you'll do to kind of celebrate the, the occasion? Uh, um, I've had a beer, so I don't want to say anything too over the top. Um, <laughs> I'm certainly not going to be getting a, a tattoo or anything, but I might, I might just be incredibly smug, more so than I am normally. So there you go. 
Um, boys, there's two, there's two categories left. Next one up is player, the player who has to impress this season, i.e. the player who is a mo- there is most pressure on to have a big season. Now, obviously, you could argue that every single player falls into that category. But um, Roscoe, who are you saying is a pl- Don't say Gwyn Edwards. Is the player, <laughs> the player who has to have the biggest, or has, has to have a big season. <clears throat> I'll say Norwood if he's, if he's here and he's fit, I think, you know. Good shout a lot, of, a lot of, you know, people in the chat have been saying Norwood top goal scorer. And ask, if he won a 20-goal um, goal scorer this season, he has to perform in that in that um, forward role. So, Norwood for me. I'm just seeing in, in the comments, Paddy Miller says, if Drynan scores, we riot. Mark Wakeley, our Welsh friend, says, I think Mark should streak through Ipswich naked if Drynan scores. I won't do that because that's not COVID safe, Mark. Um, we've also got yeah, a few... Is it what? You, what can, stre- you can streak. You'll be about, COVID safe. Wear your about? mask on. Keep two <laughs> meters. You'll be fine. Man. Yeah, absolutely fine. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, we've also got quite a few votes for Nolan, Dazelle, the Wolf, Norwood, Judge. And judge we're going to Judge is a good shout. Well, I you mean, take it, Stewie. Is that what you're going to say? I would have said Judge, but I look at this system and I'm still not quite sure it's. It's that suited to him. He's played the wide role better. I prefer him on the right than I do the left, which is where we <coughs> saw more of him before. He's still better as a number 10, and they're not going to be playing that sort of number 10 role because it's a three-man midfield with one one sitter. But of the all the disappointments last season, Alan Judge was probably top of the list for me because I thought he was going to absolutely rip up this division. And it just didn't happen. I don't know whether the QPR situation in the summer played its part, but um, yeah, I'd be I'd be chucking him in it into that conversation definitely. So your pick? Yes. Go on, okay, I'll tell you that. Lee Balaam, hopefully we're going to be able to speak to now. Is Lee with us? Hello, there, Lee. chaps. Ah, uh, Lee, how are you, my friend? Fine, thank you, thank you. Thanks for watching this evening. Have you got a little beer on the go? Uh, no, I've just finished my beer. Oh, lovely. I hope you enjoyed it. Lee, who is going to be the player who has to have a good season this season? Of all the players you've got to have big seasons, who do you think has got the most pressure on them to perform this season? I think it's got to be Dazelle so far. Yeah? Yeah, made a good start, but I think the pressure's got to be on, on him to have, have a good season this season. Hmm. Do you think he should start this season, Lee? I think so, because I think he's the best player we've got for the Holden midfield role. Mm. So, um, yeah, if, if he can click into gear and get them sexy passes going. The sex, the sex pass, as, as Hotchie coined the term. How are you feeling That's about it. the season as a whole, Lee? Are you, are you positive, negative on the fence? What are you saying? I'd like to be positive, but I think um, it's difficult to see us getting any consistency going. I think we've got more players to fit into role into sort of steady roles now, but I think if we get one or two injuries, we're we're then lacking for backup. Mm. Okay, well, time will tell. Lee, it's been great to talk to you. Thanks very much for watching. Maybe going get yeah. yourself a little beer for the rest of the evening. We've got one more big category left to talk about. Hutchie, a lot of votes. The KY Army is split. I think now between between Judge. There's a lot of votes for Judge, a lot of votes for Dizelle, and a lot of votes for Norwood. What are you saying? I've not got any of them. All, all three of them need to have a, a, a big season. But the one I've got written down 
who needs to have a good season is Luke Chambers. Because mm. if, if he doesn't, that's it. That's the end of his the end of his time at Ipswich Town. He's out of contract in the summer, and if he doesn't, then that's it. Mm. I think we, we've had this chat obviously before on the podcast, but I think we're all in agreement, boys, that Luke Chambers should still be starting. I mean, obviously at the moment he's he's playing right back, but in the in a in a perfect world, he's probably still the second best centre back. Would you say? I do. I do. I would say that. I think he's maybe <clears throat> this right back thing is maybe leaving him a little bit starting the season at right back is going to leave him a little bit vulnerable if we're talking mm. about keeping the shirt. Um, he's not going to have the opportunity to keep his to keep the centre-back shirt. If if Toto can can keep the shirt, if uh, obviously Wolfenden we're fully expecting to keep the shirt, if Ndaba forces his way in, there's keeping the shirt to a point. If Kane Vincent Young is fit and, and raring to go, ready to go, He's a different tactical option to Luke Chambers. Luke Chambers doesn't keep the right back shirt over a full, fully fit Kane Vincent Young for very long because Vincent Young is simply that more dynamic and he changes um, he changes the team. So mm. he's maybe a little bit vulnerable starting the season at, at right back. But for me, for me, it would be Chambers and Wolfenden in the middle. I think everyone, uh, as I say, we've had this chat before, I think we all agree. I'm, I know the KOA Army have got very different views on Chambers. You either love him or you hate him. He's very much a lightning rod. John Collis there saying, right back or not in the team for me. So then, boys, we've come to the final category of the evening, which is the million-dollar question, the $64 billion question, however you want to do it with, with inflation these days. Where are town going to finish? Come the end of May, I want to get a few members of the Kerry Army involved here, so um, we'll take our time, because this, as I say, is the big one. Where are town going to finish? I'm going to start with Ross. Where are town going to finish, Ross? Oh, to, be, to be fair, I haven't really thought about this too much, because I just it is hard to predict when we haven't played a game, and you know I haven't seen us watching the flesh, so um, I'm going to go... I'm going to be nice. I'm going to go sixth. Okay. So, yeah. So, yeah, final, final playoff spot. Super. Stewie. I've just done a, contributed to a preview that, that all the various reporters that cover the various clubs have, have put their predictions across and where their clubs are at. So, I'll go with what I said on there. I had a, a fit of positivity, which I may soon regret, but I've um, I've put them down for fourth. Just talk us through your working, Stewie. Um, it's as much to do with I think what they're up against this season. Um, the three teams that have come down have all got their issues. Wigan, we don't even know if they're definitely going to start the season. They're in a complete state of turmoil. They're looking like a, a Bolton type scenario. Hull. I think they've got a decent squad still for League One and a manager who knows the level. But, I mean, they're, they've come down barely having won a game since January. Um, Charlton, various off-field dramas going on there. So, they're the three that come down. Peterborough, I like. I think they look like a team on the up. Some young players that are in, improving. Clark Harris looks like a reasonable re- replacement for, for Tony. Um the others will still be there or thereabouts, you'd imagine. Fleetwood, Portsmouth, Sunderland, I think, have got a good good chance this year. But for me, it looks like probably eight or nine teams into six. And I'd fancy Ipswich to, to be 
to make the cut. That's the that's the way that I'm looking at it. I may look. I think we put. I had the same conversation this time last year and probably put them fourth, fifth, and uh, and that didn't happen. So, but if you can't be optimistic now, what's the point? Exactly. So we got fourth. We got sixth. I'm hoping we can speak to Liam Young. Um, Liam from Crew. Top man. Liam, are you there? I he, is, he is there. Liam, how are yeah. you? I'm good. I'm good. And most importantly, how's your gram? Uh, she's fine. Uh, cool. She's that fine. could have gone wrong then, couldn't it? I, as I said that, I thought... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she, spent, she spent most of lockdown with my parents up in Scotland, away from uh, all, the, all the people down here. So she actually had proper isolation up there. <laughs> Good stuff. Liam, where, where are town going to finish this season? I think it'll be fifth or sixth. I think they'll make the playoffs. I think they're good enough to make the playoffs. I'm not sure about automatics this year. Um, I'm a little bit... I think I don't think that we're, we're as strong um, as, as last season. I think after other clubs are in a better position than us. But I also think that as, as what Stu said, that I've got nothing to fear from the newly relegated sides. Um, so I, I think they'll make the playoffs, but it all depends a lot, I think, on what Lambert sticks to. And if he sticks to the principle of the 4-3-3, then I think, I think Town will, will be fine. There's enough attacking threat there to score more goals and have more creativity mm. than there was last season. But it, it, I think it just depends on whether he sticks to that. And he says he will, but it, it really just depends, I think, if he sticks to his guns or whether he starts fiddling again. And then if that happens, potentially, um, people have said, give him 10 games. And if it doesn't go right, well, I mean, if it's a bad start, mm. you give him 10 games, the damage might already be done by then. And they need to get out of this division this season with that salary cap which is just absolute nonsense. So, because it's going to get worse next season. So, I, I, I don't mind whatever way it happens. If they surprise me and get automatic, then brilliant. But I think the level Town will be at is in the playoffs. And if they can get through the playoffs, then fantastic. But another season in League One, I think it'll be a disaster. Yeah, I think most people would agree with you there, Liam. Um, thanks for joining us and thanks for ferrying Ross all, all across the country. And thanks to your gran for feeding him as well. Um, sounds superb, her breakfast. Uh, I speak that's off the table a little bit um, for now. Uh, yes. When fans return because uh, she will be isolating uh, from us. So yeah. uh, if we are allowed to go to away games at any point, it might be a struggle this season. But he's more than welcome. We shall see. Liam, I hope she stays well. I hope you stay well, my friend. Take care. I want to speak now to Chris Kerry, if we can, because I've noticed there's quite a lot of positivity in the comments, and I just saw a comment from Chris, who said, who said 14th, Chris. I did, I did. Um, I, my issue really is, I think there's something deep-seated wrong at the club. Um, we, if you look at us last season, we had a very good squad but nobody seems to ever um, perform as they should do. It was the same in the championship. And I can't see that anything's going to change this year. I don't think it's an issue with um, management. I think whoever comes in the club, 
something is going wrong somewhere behind the scenes that is just holding all these players back. There's a yeah. question mark whether, you know, is it because players don't like playing on a bigger stage, which is Portman Road in front of the crowd? But there's something mm. going wrong. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we, we've spoken before about the kind of culture of, of mediocrity, maybe, behind behind the scenes and kind of being being accepted. So you're very much, I would imagine, in the, uh, in the Lambert, Lambert hasn't got long camp. Yeah, I think that's the case. And I don't think it's particularly his fault. I think every manager that's come into the club has struggled. Mm. You know, um, I think if Mick McCarthy had gone to another club with the backing he had, I think he'd have got them promoted. I think there's something going on at the town that's just, you know, causing the issues. So you're, you're thinking another season in League One then, and then where it's going to be after that. That's dreadful. I, am. I um, think our only hope is that the young players come through with this sort of lack of fear, and that's the only hope we have. Give me something positive to latch on to, Chris. Tell me someone who's going to be a star this season. I think Bishop, in all honesty. I think yeah. he offers something completely different. I think he drives forward. I think he's desperate to do well. He's shown that he can do well. And mm. I think him and Dazelle show no fear at this level. So that's the only sort of hope we have, really. OK, we'll, we'll hold on to that, Chris. Hopefully, and I mean this in the kindest way, that you're proved to be incredibly wrong about where yeah, to finish. Yeah, I love finish. the club. I hope we do. Yeah. Hope they do. Superb. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for joining us, mate. Um, take care. Uh, hopefully, we're going to speak to, to Jack Ray shortly, who's, who's a little bit more positive. Um, we try to end the show on a positive note. But Hutchie, we've had fourth from Stewie. We've had sixth from Ross. We've had 14th there from Chris Kerry. What are you saying? Exactly the same as I said last summer, which is fifth. Okay. Split the difference. Yeah. So, just again, just talk us through your, your working, show us your working out. Um, I like what I've seen. I like the, I like the style. It's a system I'd have, it's the system I like. We've debated this system so many times, haven't we? And that, there are people that don't like it because the striker gets isolated. There are mm. people that like it, but you have to play it properly. And I like it. I like the way they're building to it. But I, I think there's going to be some te- teething trouble along the way. I think there's going to be a sticky spell where, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna start well, particularly when it's definitely empty stadiums. I think they're gonna start well, but I think they'll become a, a sticky spell, where Lambert is in is in two minds. He wants to stick to it, but it's gonna be it's gonna be known that they need to go for some kind of plan B, and I think they might come a little bit unstuck and lack the consistency to finish first or second. But I think they'll be they'll be solid enough to. Um, to hopefully come on very strong and be at the form team in the uh, in the playoffs. Who knows? That sounds very good indeed to me. Let's just take a few more few more calls if we can. Is Rowan Haslam there? Hi everyone. Hi Rowan, how are you? Very good, thank you. And yourselves? Very well. All the better for speaking to you, Rowan. Thanks for for joining us tonight. You're saying fourth. Uh, yeah, I am. Yeah, I think uh, I think there's a lot of talent in that squad, and I think. If if a side stays consistent, I think then you know there's, you can build up a good, especially with the with the league shortened. You you've got these you've got game after game after game, and that means you can build up a, a head of steam and um, get some form going. You haven't got mm. they haven't got the players haven't got time to think between the games. So if the form's there and the side and the side stays consistent um, uh, with three different midfielders, 
in there who offer different things, Bishop, and your box-to-box and your sort of more holding midfielder, more slash playmaker, um, then I think there's enough there's enough talent to sort of drive us forward up until mm. I think the league's going to be so tight. There's so many teams there that could you know, mm. get promoted automatically. So it's going to be so tight and, you know, there's going to be probably seven or eight points between first and eighth. Mm. Okay. And, and who do you fancy to be the, the standout player this season, right? Uh, I've got a sneaky feeling Lancaster will come on second half of the field at the season. First half, easing back in, a few games here and there. Then sort of second half of the season after Christmas, he can really sort of, he can really stand out and start, you know, really showing us what the talent was there when he first came into the side. Mm. That's a good chat. Actually, none of us picked him, did we, at any point for either surprise package or or standout player? But certainly if he has a big season, he's very much capable of that. It could be tremendous, especially with uh, the KVY behind him. Um, Rowan, thanks very much for listening. I hope you enjoy the season uh, and, and keep keep listening to, to KOA. That's fantastic yep. stuff. Definitely. I just want, I want to finish now with Jack Ray because I've seen that there's seen a lot of positivity in the in the sidebar. I think Jack has predicted the highest finish of second. So Jack, are you with us? I am. Yeah. Jack, Ipswich Town are going to finish second. They're going to go up automatically. Talk us through it. I just with the squad we've got, I just don't see us finishing any spin. I don't even see us finishing the playoffs. We've played. Finally, got the identity. We've looked okay in pre-season. The Cambridge game was a bit of an off. And the Arsenal game, I still think, was a bit of an off. And they just attacked with so much pace. And dare I say, even Luke Chambers looked like he could deal with it up to an extent. And, yeah, with, I think our squad's too much for division. I think everyone's had five or six months off. Mm. We're, it's everyone, you know, your favourite cliche of the training grounds of an impressive place. Like, we've got the best facilities to come back to. And I, the only team that scares me that's come down is Hull City. Because I think Andy said... Their squad still looks very good in League One. Mm. I think Hull's the only team that scares me. And Peterborough, I don't know how they've signed Sammy Smodix with the salary cap, but that's an impressive signing. That's the only, they're the only two that scare me. Mm. Superb. And give me a name. Who's going to be town star player, Jack? Providing he can keep fit the whole season, it's Teddy Bishop. I think he's impressed me the most in the preseason. The way he just runs at people, we need that from midfield. And he just joins the attack, gets things going. And if he can feed Norwoods, then he'll hit 20 this season. Superb. I like that. A positive Maybe way to I've finish. Maybe I've had too much beer this afternoon. <laughs> 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 thanks for joining us, Jack. It's great to, li- great to speak to you. And, and thanks, you for, li- thanks for listening. Cheers, mate. Thanks. Take care. Right. right then, boys. We've come to the end of our prediction show. Um, I'd like to finish on a, uh, a positive note there. Jack saying second. I think... I think Town are going to finish second as well. I'm going to stick with it from last season. I'm the eternal optimist. And as Jack says, the squad, the first team should be promotion contenders, no problem. Even the second team, you'd imagine, would be in in the running for the playoffs. So um, I'm going to go with second. Boys, how have we enjoyed the second KOA Live? Stewie, talk to me. Loved it. Yeah, I didn't know what it it was going to be like sort of doing it virtually, but it's uh, it's worked really well and uh, everyone seems to be having a chat away in the uh, the chat section. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's been really good. Thanks for joining us, everyone. We've seen history, of course, tonight. Aaron Tester, a champ champ of the live strike. Ross, you're probably still mentally recovering from that. Thanks, Hutchie. Yeah, Estonia is the capital. <laughs> that, was, that was the answer. But, yeah. I, I love that because it's always you messing up the strike. But for once, Hutchie actually messed it up. Well, I still I, messed up as well. But I guarantee every... Every, that would have been a full house of correct answers. 
<laughs> yeah. It changed nothing. You're all right. But no, yeah, it's been, been a blast. Hutchie, you, you've managed to survive in the bedroom without any interference from, from little people or your wife. Um, how have you enjoyed today? And how is your bathroom? <laughs> we'll get to the bathroom. Um, I could take you to it if you want. We could have a live unveiling. Um, the fact she's uh, not come in says to me that she's asleep, which is yeah. great. Um, next time we do this, I think I'd probably stock up on some snacks. Of uh, That's what's been missing for me. I've seen Ross been munching away on popcorn during yeah. this. Um, uh, I, I regret not snacking. I regret, I regret, I regret only bringing one pint with me. Um, I was expecting to fill up at half time, but my office is upstairs and it would have been too much of a, of a stretch. And uh, I also regret not having Stefan's Firewater with me. But boys, the season preview is in the books. We know now what's going to happen next season. And all of us think Ipswich Town are at least going to finish in the playoffs. Um, There's going to be some tremendous play. And it sounds like Lambert is probably going to be here at the end of the season as well. Boys, is there anything else you want to mention before I do my usual spiel and in the edit we'll head head into the KOA club the bathroom is needed Hutchie I think they want to see it really this could, this could go spectacularly wrong right at the end yeah, there's a few yeah they want to <coughs> um, yeah, they want a cribs give the people what they want they want a bathroom cribs right, leave okay, them wanting more I've got some wires to unplug. While you, while, while you start moving, I'll just run through the usual spiel, which I always have to end with. So if you have enjoyed the show, this is for the podcast gang, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes uh, and like us across all the social medias, Kings of Anglia on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Pod, Podsprout, whatever they're called, Instagram. Get on this. Hutchie, talk us through, talk us live oh. through, through the house. Well, <laughs> this door is closed. Very much closed because it needs to um, needs to air. It needs to like dry out. But here is the new bathroom, not painted yet. But what you got? Ooh, nice bath, radiator, mirror, pot plant, sink. Yeah, pot. Show plant. it. Show us the toilet while you where you illegally uh, you illegally urinated. Look at this. What? Oh. Ooh. Ooh. That's posh. Yeah. Heated as well. Never, it's never going to steam. Someone's doing it right for themselves, aren't they? Well, big bucks, isn't it? <laughs> there, there you go. And there's a, there's a toilet. Excellent. I think we should maybe finish there as some kind of metaphor <laughs> for, the, for, for, for the Kings of Anglia show. It's been tremendous having you all with us tonight. Um, we've really enjoyed it. I think all the boys have definitely enjoyed it. Hutch, are you sitting on the shitter to end the show? Yeah, I've just been, this. This isn't going to work on the audio version of this, is it? This is uh, real. You've got to go. People you've got to fill in the blanks. You, you've now got. You've now got a mental image. All of you listening of, of Hutchie just sitting on the toilet. Uh, it, it looks better than it sounds. Trust me. Um, but boys, it's been tremendous tonight. Ipswich Town play their first game of the season on Sunday. It's, hopefully it's going to be a great season. Follow it with us across everything: print, online, podcast, Ross videos. We appreciate so much you all getting involved. So fingers crossed we'll have something to celebrate come the end of the season. Have a great rest of the week. Have a great weekend. Town, hopefully, are going to do it this season. Thanks, everyone. From true crime to football, Brexit to football. more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash
slash channel slash audio.